All right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I'm here with my good friend Dylan Elgis. Dylan, how are you doing today? Hey, Zach, I'm doing. I'm doing real well. Thank good. you for asking. How are you? Glad to hear it. Doing well. Thanks for asking, and thanks for taking some time to chat today. Of course, of course. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, anytime. So, Dylan, uh, cool thing about him is that he is um, a health coach and extremely passionate and knowledgeable on pretty much everything health. Um, <laughs> you know, fitness, exercise, all that good stuff, stuff that I'm really passionate about myself. So, you know, I'm super excited to hear uh, what Dylan has to say today, but um, that's kind of a little bit about Dylan, but do you mind sharing who you are, what you do, your background, all that good stuff about you? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, one one of the better places for me to kind of go is share a little bit of my story, um, yeah. how I got to where I am. Um, so like Zach said, I am, I'm a health coach and that um, is, in my opinion, 100% a result of the fact that I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 13 years old. And, um, you know, growing up, dealing with um, the limitations and the um, just the, uh, the medical things that kind of are involved with that process, um, I, I eventually learned that, you know, maybe I do need to kind of care about the things that I do with my body and the things that I put into my body and the things that I put on my body, including, um, you know, we don't have to get too crazy, but like fragrances and soaps and all those different kinds of things that you're using. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so that kind of sparked that journey for me and I really, really fell in love with the process of, um, making those advancements in my own life, but then not only, in my own life, but I enjoyed educating people on how we can manipulate our lifestyles to be more conducive for health. And uh, that kind of brought me to where I am today. That's awesome. No, I, I love it. And, you know, something that's uh, really cool and, you know, someone listening, you probably don't know this about Dylan, especially if you haven't met him, but um, he's really smart. He's a really smart guy just in general. And I remember, you know, growing up being in, in classes together, just kind of seeing that knowledge shine in like an academic setting. So then when I saw Dylan kind of dive into the things he's mentioned with, with his passion and his journey, like it just been really cool to see how quickly you absorb the information. And just like, I feel like each year you're just learning more and more. And like, you know, I, I just love talking to you and like seeing what you're, what you're following now or what you've learned recently. Um, I just feel like the, the wealth yeah. of knowledge is, is always there. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, some some could call it a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I would I would even define it that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh actually my my preferred method for learning has always been to just, um, you know, when I find something that I that I truly am interested to learn more about, I almost just lock myself in a room for <laughs> like three days and just consume information. Yeah. Um, and then I come out of that room, a brand new brain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, it. that's, that's kind of always been how it, how it's worked. I, I get really, really, um, into whatever the topic is that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about at the time or, you know, yeah. in this specific, um, um, circumstance with, uh, with what I plan to do with my career and all that. Um, it's just deeper and deeper layers to the, the question of what is human health. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good point. And, you know, just in kind of telling your story, I think you shared things about human health that people don't really think about on a regular basis. Right. I mean, like if you go to a, a mall and just walk around and ask people what like human health is, I'm sure people will say like, 
oh, what you eat or like how much you weigh or, you know, do work out, but there's so much more that goes into it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, you, you know this pretty well now based on us having multiple different discussions, um, but I'm always going to be drawn back to the, um, the evolutionary biology question just because I think it provides us with so much insight and it's, it, it's, it's really a guideline for how we should be living our lives, right? Um, you know, yeah. we, we, we are products of evolution. We are products of, you know, billions of years of evolution and um, only within the last few hundred have we decided to dramatically, you know, alter the way that we live our lives. And mm -hmm. as a result, we start to see increasing health complications. And I think the kind of the answer is right there. You know, how do we become healthier on a, mm -hmm. on a, on a large scale? Well, uh, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to be able to go back to being hunters and gatherers or anything like that, but, um, sure. you know, we have to, we have to try and simulate those lifestyles as much as possible. The way that those, those ancient humans moved, the way that those ancient humans ate, the way that those ancient humans slept, you know, that those are kind of the answers we've been given the answers. Right. Right. So, you know, to address that Dylan, people in general, you know, just generalization here people in the world were not always the most healthy and like you said we kind of know what we could do to make ourselves healthier like we've kind of gone away with evolution from like what would give us more optimal human health mm -hmm. so why do you think that is the case just because of technology and just convenience and stuff like that we we just are less prone to do the things that we probably should do more of yeah, you hit the nail right on the head there, right? Uh, convenience. Um, okay. Like we no longer have to search for our food, right? So like we just have to drive 10 minutes to the grocery store. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So um, we don't have to climb a tree or run after an animal to get our food anymore. We just pick it from a shelf. So our movement variability has decreased quite a bit just from those specific examples. Um the way that we kind of get things done in society now, like the advancements made, oftentimes our advancements are no longer us building things. Um, for some people, it still is building things. Um, and But for most, for majority of us, it's sitting at a desk, you know, right. working on a laptop or a computer. Um, right. And just those variables are, are you know, taking away from the, the precious time that we could spend moving and, 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 using our brains in other ways, but, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of where I was going with that. One. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, you mentioned the idea of sitting behind a desk or sitting at a desk and working and that really resonated with me. Um, you know, right now I'm currently, uh, with being in school, I'm working for my university. So I'm spending, you know, maybe eight, nine hours a day, um, just sitting at a desk, working on a computer, doing work that way. And, I feel like I've, I've just noticed like just feeling different, you know, my body feels different or I just feel more stiff or sore. And, right. you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just like, man, like, I feel like you don't really realize how much of an impact something like that could have on your body yeah. until like you start feeling it. Mm -hmm. Certainly, certainly. And a lot of times, you know, it's, it's, you know, that one's, um, you don't notice it until it's been a very, very long time or mm. until you actually do kind of make a little bit of an adjustment and then you kind of lose that adjustment once again, right? So like yeah. you've been a student for a long time and you didn't really have an exercise regimen mm -hmm. and then you implemented an exercise regimen and then for some reason you kind of fell off the bandwagon there. 
sure. um, that's going to lead to, you know, you kind of feeling a little bit of that stiffness much more frequently. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, you know, like we're not going to be able to go back to those hunters and gatherers times. So it's, it's very much, we kind of have to think of strategies of how we can, you know, implement movement throughout our day, mm -hmm. even though our day might be spent at a computer, right? Like yeah. th those hours spent at a computer, spent studying for school, like those are non-negotiable hours. Like I right. can't, it, I can't reasonably expect someone to give that up, right? Right. So there's got to be strategies that are implemented mm -hmm. to help to help combat that, you know, regular occurrence of no movement. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that that's that's a great point. And that kind of addresses like the movement aspect of it. And we've kind of talked about with, you know, the diet portion, what we're fueling our bodies with. And, and that goes back to the convenience factor. So Dylan, let me ask you this, like, you know, let's say you're talking to an individual and something that I feel like just a lot of us, including myself, say at times, like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm too busy to do that. So, like, to the average person that's, you know, working full-time or they're a full-time student, they're super busy. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, simple starter almost suggestions of strategies that we could be making? I'm a big fan of the two-minute rule or the two-minute drill. Okay. Um, so, because we can do anything for two minutes, it doesn't matter yeah. how busy we are, right? We can find two minutes to do anything. Yeah. Um, so if it, if it is something that you are actually interested in implementing into your life, um, if adding in the two minute drill is a really good idea, right? So if it's two minutes of, um, hip focused, just movement, just, you just sit on the floor and you just consciously move your hips set a timer for two minutes and then just, just go right. And do that on a regular basis. You're going to have some days where two minutes kind of seems like, like, Oh man, I really have to go through this right now. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have the other days where you kind of get into it a little bit after you've been spending a little bit of time, you've, you've, you've experienced a little bit of moving your hips and then you kind of spend the next 10, 15, 20 minutes just flowing with your yeah. hips. Right? Like, um, so that that um and we can we can use that for a lot of different things right so you, that doesn't just have to be movement if you wanted to learn any new skill that's going to be a valuable strategy two minute drill yeah so essentially two minute drill just spend two minutes a just one time a day two minutes doing something like that doing something yeah intentional? yeah to start off to start okay off, right? like it's just like brushing your teeth right you brush your right. teeth twice in the morning or uh two minutes in the morning two minutes in the evening and then somehow that is all you need to keep your teeth white. I mean, I know there's other things that go into it. Right. But, you know, but just like, kind of building that habit. You brush your teeth 60 minutes every single day. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And now, you know, you mentioned that what, with your diagnosis of MS, that's kind of what, you know, kind of led you down this journey. And then you said a big part of it and kind of where you're currently at is, is to educate others and to help others. Um, you know, did that, come pretty natural to you or were you just kind of like well since i'm i know this information about myself now and to help kind of myself benefit i want to give back to people i want to help people where did that kind of like coaching come from you know actually that, that's a great question that's a really good question um i think um and and i guess i don't really have a ton of evidence to back this up but i mean maybe um i've always been someone who learns best by kind of regurgitating what i've learned okay if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like, um, like I was always really good at math, but right. the best way for me to like, um, consolidate what I learned was to 
then go home and teach my math homework to my parents. Right. And that just solidified that information in my brain. And I think that's kind of what really began the coaching aspect is I would learn this new thing about health and fitness. And then Mm -hmm. I would go share it with like whoever I was talking about at the gym and they would, you know, um, wires would like, or like lights would turn on and you'd see it and people like, Oh yeah, like that makes sense. And like, I'm going to implement that in my next workout or I'm going to implement that in my like dietary protocol or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. And, um, after just accumulating a lot of people that then were seeking me out for advice, I, um, started to realize like, Hey, maybe there is an opportunity here for me to do this to make some actual money. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And it's, I can attest from, you know, knowing you for a while that it seems like, you know, when you can kind of teach through regurgitating the information, like you said, it really helps you Mm -hmm. learn and solidify that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that learn like that, but not everyone learns like that, right? Some people find it very difficult to learn that way. And uh, it just happened to be, you know, one of the ways that I learned. So I figured, you know, why not take advantage of it, use it to its full extent. Definitely. No, I love that. Taking advantage of kind of what works for you and, and right. really just going with it. Um, yeah, I got a weird brain. Might as well. You know, <laughs> <used to> it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, you know, Dylan, we, we kind of talk about how, you know, you're a coach. Um, you know, we, we don't really, I don't really hear you call yourself or I don't really refer to you as a trainer. It's more so as, as just like a health coach. Um, mm-hmm. Is there some intentionality behind that or is that just kind of like why why go with that language yeah, over training? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, there, there's a couple different things. Um, I think a lot of times you hear the word trainer and you think it's specific to exercise, mm-hmm. right? Whereas uh, with my intentions behind being a coach and being an educator, I'm going to not just address the exercise component. I'm also going to talk to you about diet and sleep and every other thing that is possibly going on in your life. Um, I'm not going to claim that I'm an expert, but I'm going to claim that I have, you know, quite a bit of experience. Right. And, um, so that, that's kind of where the distinction between coach and trainer comes from, in my opinion. And, you know, I have other other philosophies behind that, um, as well. Um, I don't think coaches or sorry, trainers get the best reputation. I think a lot of trainers are pegged as uneducated and that's um, something I'm pretty passionate about is changing the, um, the dialogue there. Um, but yeah, mostly it's the, uh, the all encompassing aspect of, of what I do. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And kind of with that all encompassing aspect, and you mentioned a few different of the aspects um, just then and throughout this conversation, like, is there anything that relates to health that you think gets very commonly overlooked by people? 100 percent sleep okay 100 sleep um we view it as this time where just nothing happens mm-hmm. um during our lives and we think that the easiest way to get more done with our life is to sacrifice the amount of time that we quote unquote do are spending doing nothing right um right when in reality when we sleep deprive ourselves we see a significant decrease in in educate or academic performance athletic performance yeah uh, you know everything uh we make we make worse decisions um we gain weight our hormones get out of check 
Um, like everything starts to fall apart when we sacrifice our sleep, yet it's the first thing that we sacrifice when we get busy. Yep. So to answer your question, sleep is definitely, in my opinion, the uh, most overlooked aspect of our health. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, really good thing to bring attention to and something that I mean, I, I know I'm guilty of overlooking. And I think, you know, a lot of students too, especially kind of getting the mentality early on where it's like, well, let me just pull an all nighter and cram information. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like that's when you actually are damaging yourself more because it's like, you know, if you get that good night's sleep, you're probably going to feel cognitively, you know, better and more focused uh, right. for the exam or whatever the case is. Yeah. And, and, and it takes a lot of, um, preparation again it's this time where we uh we we imagine ourselves as really doing nothing and it takes a lot of preparation to be good to be good at sleeping yeah (laughs) you know it's 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 very interesting and um that's uh another reason you know going back to your your previous question about um coaching versus training Mm -hmm. uh, that's another reason why i would like to call myself a coach is because you know there's not really like you hear of like personal trainers or fitness trainers and you hear of like nutrition coaches mm-hmm. you never really hear of like a sleep coach no you know or no. a sleep trainer or a, you, you know what i mean so right. like I, I like to bundle that into my um my uh my expertise or my uh, recommendations with people yeah no i love it i think it's super important and yeah it, it's really funny when you say it like that like you don't hear about people talking about like you know a sleep coach or you know right. anything like that like i think i've maybe heard like sleep doctor but i don't know if that was i guess uh, right and that those are probably people who are like analyzing yeah um way more specific things than i right. refer to right so i mean yeah it, it's just it's funny when you kind of i think just with so many things in life it's like if you say out loud kind of like what it is it, it almost sounds like silly but it's like yeah that's so necessary or like why aren't we why don't we have that or why is that, that like a more common right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that aspect being overlooked? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Dylan, something that like we've talked about um, outside of this recording that I, I just wanted to kind of touch on real quick is like, do you mind, you know, sharing kind of the, the coaching philosophy that you have um, when it comes to, you know, like kind of the relationship that you want to have with your client and kind of like what the expectation is? Do you, do you get what I'm getting at? Uh, yeah. Do, do you mind? um kind of digging a little further because uh yeah i i'm I'm, i I have a few different philosophies (laughs) yeah so kind of like the one where you've talked to you've talked to me like you know just outside of this about how you know you want to equip people with the knowledge you don't want to oh yes yeah you know what i mean yep yeah so um when it comes to coaching and working with myself um i i'm not someone who wants to create a lifetime dependent client Right. I, I, I uh, used to tell people that my full intentions are for you to work with me for three to six months and then you do not need me as a coach anymore after that. You have the knowledge of how to move your body and, and how to exercise and you've learned a lot about nutrition and sleep and you're equipped with these tools and you can go ahead and move on and do those things yourself. Um, but I've since changed that philosophy and I now tell people if you give me two years I'll be able to send you into any gym within a 10 mile radius and you'll be the most knowledgeable coach there. Um, so that is, that is yeah. my promise to my clients. I love that. I, I think it just, it's so cool. And, you know, I think that having a coach can be a tough decision for people um, in terms of just the investment that it costs. And 
I think it could almost feel like a like a trap for some people mm-hmm. where it's like I'm just paying you know monthly or whatever for this or yearly and I'm just like like it's it's helpful but as soon as I stop paying and I don't have this coach anymore like I'm just gonna fall off the wagon of whatever they've helped me with because like I don't know anything like I'm not learning anything right. I'm just you know following an instruction book yeah and and along with that um you know I, I believe that there are three reasons why people hire coaches uh, okay. One reason being that they don't really know what they're doing when it comes to exercise, sleep, and nutrition. Okay. Um, and that's a great reason to hire a coach. A coach should be able to teach you all those things relatively quickly. You yeah. know, that's where I was kind of talking about that first. My first philosophy was in those first three to six months, that information is easily learned right, yeah. and easily taught. Um, but uh, accountability is a second reason why people hire coaches. Um, just because I, and I totally understand this one. Um, sometimes it's, you know, it takes you paying a bill to make sure that you're going to show up somewhere, right. Or having someone who is expecting you at a specific time for you to actually show up and do the thing. Um, you know, so accountability is a great reason to hire a coach if, if that's something you struggle with. Um, and the third reason why I think people hire coaches is they just enjoy the vibe. They dig the vibe, they dig the community. Mm -hmm. They dig everything about the environment, right? Um, and that's something that uh, I don't think can necessarily be um, overlooked, right? Like even if you're, 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 you're digging the vibe is just going to Planet Fitness and you enjoy being around those people, mm-hmm. that is going to be a great reason for you to belong to Planet Fitness or fill in the blank with whatever facility or person sure. that you're working with, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I like all three of those, you know, reasons, and I, I think they all make a lot of sense. Um, and, and maybe that might be the answer that I'm, I'm kind of looking for in this question. But, um, you know, I kind of mentioned how it can be maybe daunting, or, you know, the investment financially can be tough for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Or like, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, number one, I do think, you know, health, health, this is something that I'm actually quite passionate about. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, especially humans being in the 21st century in specifically the United States, we are, we are inundated with just everything you can imagine on how to become worse at being a human and how to become unhealthy. That stuff is basically just jammed down our throat our entire lives. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like even when it comes to how frequently we are sitting, um, how little exercise is being asked of us, how poorly our sleep schedules become, um, the food options that are advertised to us through media sources on a very regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is teaching us how to become unhealthy almost around the clock. And then it's a very big um, ask of me to then tell an individual who is looking to become healthy that, hey, you know, in order for you to become healthy, it's going to cost you. a month to work with me, you know, that just creates one more barrier for entry for an individual to, you know, actually jumpstart that process. Um, So that is something that I would like to in the future, be able to eliminate is that, uh, you know, I I believe everyone should be able to have access to a coach. And I'm not quite there yet. But that is a a goal of mine. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I have no doubt that, you know, you said that's a goal of yours. So uh, knowing you, if you set a goal, I, I'm very confident. I, I would bet that you will accomplish it. And you, I appreciate yeah, that. of course. And I think that that's a great goal to have. I mean, I think it's, you know, 
we're all humans, so we deserve to live healthy, happy, mm-hmm. health optimal lives. So I, I don't think it should be kind of like, you know, there should be a barrier to entry to it. I think it should be right. accessible for everyone. And, you know, certainly I'd love to see you kind of lead that charge, but I don't think that should be something that solely you have to, you know, take right. on your shoulders. I think 100%. everyone should buy into that and, yeah, you know, make, do, do their part to, to kind of help make this more of the norm. You know, I have, I have a great idea, you know, there, um, but I'm not afraid to talk about it because I, you know, I want competition from that perspective, right? Like I don't want to be the only one trying to make everyone healthy for less. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because if, if it's just me, then I'm not going to be able to reach as many people. Yeah. I love that. And that's great mentality. And I think that like, you know, something kind of like a similar thing that makes me think of that is like, I feel like growing up, you know, whether it was in school or sports team or at work or whatever, I'd always want to be the best. And I wouldn't want to necessarily, I wouldn't sabotage anyone else, but I wouldn't want to necessarily like help them or teach them what I know, because Mm -hmm. there's like that fear of, oh, they're gonna be better than me then. Mm -hmm. But I think that as I've gotten older, you know, I've seen like, there's no reason we can't all succeed together. Uh You know, like don't hold each other back or anything. 100%. You know, I, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, you know, you know, I definitely want to be, you know, like the best that I can be. But like, sure. um, when it comes to being the best at being a coach in the entire world, that just sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, you know, I do hope to be one of the best. Right. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think that that's that's admirable and totally, you know, a good goal to set. But at the same time, just knowing that, you know, you want to, like you said, talk it, talk about it and talk about what you envision and what you think is possible and get other people to maybe buy into it other coaches to buy into it so yeah that might increase competition for you but you're I think more so for you just knowing you personally you care more about the community than you know maybe making a couple extra you know dollars than very much very much yeah yeah very much um and that's um you know that's a that's a great place to kind of go you know um just because of my my condition um, mm-hmm. with autoimmune and multiple sclerosis, that's, uh, you know, giving back is definitely something that I'm interested in doing in the future is bridging that gap between doctor and patient just because yeah. you know, the doctor knows a lot of things that are going to be beneficial for this patient, but they can't always spend the amount of time that it's, that's necessary with the patient. And, and that's something that I have the ability to do. Mm-hmm. So I would love to create an opportunity to where, I can still value my time while simultaneously helping individuals who actually need the help. That's amazing, man. I love it. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, you know, Dylan, one of the last things that I I just want to ask you real quick about is, um, you know, you've touched on throughout the conversation about, uh, you know, your experience a little bit with, with MS and everything. And, you know, since that diagnosis to now, uh, it's been, you said 13, uh, I was 13 Ish. years old. So it's, it's, it's approaching 13. It's been 12 and a half. Okay. Okay. So 12 and a half, 13 years, um, you know, since that diagnosis, when you really kind of dove into the knowledge and, and taking care of your own health and your body, um, how, how's things been going? If you don't mind me asking, like, has, you know, do you feel like you're in a good place with it? I know like off the record, we've talked and you kind of thought like, that diagnosis just like the way that you felt was just how you'd be forever. You know, do you feel yeah, like you're in a good place now? A long time for, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Oh, um, 
um, for a long time there, you know, I, I, I did think that, uh, you know, I started developing joint pain and mm-hmm. like a little bit of chronic fatigue at the age of 18 years old. And, and I thought that, you know, maybe this is that this is how I'm going to feel for the rest of my life. And I, you know, woke up one day and said, you know what, screw that, you know, there's gotta be something I can do. And yeah. that was kind of what kickstarted that, um, that obsessive nature. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and so now, man, I, I, I feel, I feel great. Um, I, uh, it's, you know, I, I've never felt better, I guess is the easiest okay. and most simple way to explain it. Um, just kind of, you know, trying to focus, focusing on the controls, controlling the controllables is, you know, mm-hmm. what's really helped me. That's awesome, man. You know, I, I love hearing that it is, someone that's uh, fortunate enough to call you a friend, you know, it's great to hear that you feel like you're in the best place, you know, you've been in the, you know, just feeling great overall. And with your, you know, drive and knowledge, I'm sure that, you know, a year from now, you're probably going to feel even better, you know, (laughs) you're going to keep learning more things and implementing different, uh, different strategies into your life to continue to optimize your health. So I'm excited to, you know, see where you are, you know, even a year from now, but just to follow along with that journey. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. And I hope so too. I hope, um, you know, cause if I've figured it all out right now, you know, mm-hmm. then the next, the next 50 years are going to be pretty boring. Right. Right. <laughs> There's always more to learn. And I know right. that you have that, you know, thirst for knowledge. So it'd be cool to see. Mm-hmm. So Dylan, um, you know, to anyone that's listening here today, if they want to follow along with your journey, um, maybe see kind of what you have to offer in terms of coaching or just, you know, you, you put a lot of good tidbits out into uh, social media. What's the uh, best place for people to find you and connect with you? The, the best place for people to reach me is uh, I, I, I'm at most active on Instagram. So okay. you can find me at coach underscore Dylan underscore Elgis. Um, that's C O A C H uh, underscore D Y L A N underscore E L G A S. Okay. Perfect. So I will also put that in the description. So anyone listening, just click down there, find Dylan's Instagram that way. But yeah, I mean, Dylan's a great guy. So even if you're just like, hey, you know, you mentioned this like evolutionary health thing. What's that about? I'm sure. Dylan yeah, would, yeah, that was love... uh, we touched on that one pretty briefly. Um, so if you would love yeah. to learn more about evolution, that is that is my true passion. Um, it is. I can attest to that. <laughs> um, feel free to reach out to me. That's one that I could talk your ear off about. Yeah. And I, I will say it is really interesting information. So definitely, um, you know, don't be a stranger. If you want to connect with Dylan, learn more about um, anything that he's talked about, or just kind of follow along with his journey, definitely check him out in, on Instagram. Um, definitely worth your follow. Um, but Dylan, is there any kind of last thoughts, words, message that you want to share to anyone that's listening today? Oh, that's a great question. That really is a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, so um, I'm, you know, as someone who does, you know, live with a chronic, chronic disease, um, uh, my biggest piece of advice for everyone out there um, is don't wait until you develop a chronic disease to start caring about your health. Um, a pound or sorry, an ounce of intervention or an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That's really good. That's really powerful. It's yeah, important. Yeah. You know. I butchered it a little bit there. But That's we'll, okay. We'll <laughs> it's okay. You know, it, it's still, you still got the point across. And yeah, I think it's so important and just, you know, kind of just in general, you know, be proactive. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, don't wait till it's too late, whether it's about your own health or a loved one's health. You know, if you can uh, 
address it earlier on or, or make, you know, little tweaks, little changes here and there. I think that's, um, you know, in the long run, it'll be very beneficial to your health. Certainly. Awesome. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for coming on and having a great conversation. Like I said, super excited to see what the future has in store for you. I know it's going to be some great things and uh, I'm excited to be a part of the journey with you. Uh, thank you, Zach. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, Zach. See ya. Bye.